You're listening to the Church of the Redeemer Sermon Podcast. Join us at our 10 a.m. worship gathering in Alcoa, Tennessee. Visit us at churchotr.com for more info and to hear other sermons in this series. We've been going through a four-week sermon series on prayer, and because it's Mission Sunday, we planned this Sunday to be prayer as mission. Prayer as mission. And our gospel reading for today is Luke chapter 10, verses 1 through 2. After this, the Lord, that is Jesus, appointed 72 others and sent them on ahead of him, two by two, into every town and the place where he himself was about to go. And he said to them, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. This is the gospel of Christ. I think most people understand prayer, even people who aren't Christians. When the chips are down, there's that foxhole prayer, Lord, help me, Lord, deliver me, I'm in trouble. I think there's even, I think even uh, if you're not a Christian, I think there's even this sense of gratitude that you can often have and be overwhelmed that you could be hiking on the top of a mountain trail and just be thankful to some invisible someone for all that is. I think the ordinary person understands foxhole prayers and thankful prayers. What we don't wind up praying about enough, truthfully, Is prayer as mission. It's not natural for us to ask God for help in the thing he already wants to do, which is restore people to right relationship with himself. But that's what I want to talk about today, very briefly, prayer as mission. And when I say mission, I mean the physical and spiritual healing God wants to do in the world through word and deed to restore people to himself. And prayer is the first and the key step for us asking God for help. Prayer is the first and key step for us to ask God for help. Let me briefly go through each of those scriptures we read. Psalm 72 is an Old Testament messianic psalm about a coming future king who's going to restore the world in justice and righteousness. And psalms are prayers. And ancient Israel would have prayed, Lord, we want the king to reign, but not just over Israel, if you paid attention to the reading, but all nations. Anytime you see a messianic psalm, 110, 72, Psalm 2, They're asking God to reign over all the nations. Prayer is mission. God, reign everywhere. Reign over all peoples. Romans 10, 14, and 15 passage. Paul is the writer here, and he gets very practical that if people are going to know God, somebody's got to go tell them before they can ever pray and call on the name of the Lord. That is specifically the person of Jesus. So if we want other people to call on God in their own prayer, People are going to have to go and tell them, which means if we pray about that for people to go and tell them, then we might be the answer to the very thing we pray about, for me to have enough courage to go share about Jesus with someone. And lastly, Jesus says to do exactly that in Luke chapter 10, verse 2. He said to them, the harvest is plentiful. He's not talking about a literal harvest. He's talking about the metaphorical harvest of people being restored in relationship with God. And he says, pray for more laborers. Interestingly, in the beginning of Luke chapter 9, Jesus sends out his 12 disciples to do, to do all the things Jesus had been doing. To preach about Jesus, to do demonic exorcisms and all these things. And then one chapter later, he's doing it with 72 people. And the very first command he gives them is pray for more laborers. 
The first command is not, go do this, make sure you do this. It's not, oh, we've got to uh, develop a five-point strategy. We've got to have a budget for that. Pray. It's very simple. Pray. He means more than just paid workers, paid missionaries. In fact, in various ways and times, Church of the Redeemer has done this. I feel like high watermarks in the history of our church, which is only five years old, has been because we've prayed about things. In 2016 and 17, before our church started, one of the things I did was personally prayer walk almost every neighborhood in the cities of Alcoa and Maryville. And I pray for people by name, uh, people who didn't know the Lord, people uh, I was meeting who maybe believed in God, but they didn't have a home church. And I would prayer walk neighborhoods, and I'd pray for homes and businesses, everything I saw, and I, would, and I had this fear, God, is this church even going to happen? But I would pray for it, and I would pray that this church would be a witness for people who didn't know Jesus, and God has been answering those prayers. In fact, I prayer walked so often that the, the most common uh, the most common thing that people said to me was, is that guy homeless? <laughs> uh, this, this church even started a prayer walking group in 2018 to prayer walk around the Alcoa City Schools and to pray for the staff here and the administrators and the students and the kinds of prayers we saw answered. Uh, a few weeks ago, I told you about, uh, about a five-week Sunday school class we did at our mother church where the people that were helping start this church, instead of praying and, and just doing a Sunday school class, all, or all we did was actually pray the whole time. And God answered a lot of prayer, even about specific people we wanted to join the church. Uh, last, a very simple example, uh, in 2021, I led our first relational evangelism workshop, and one of the assignments I give the class is, write down specifically everybody you know, family, friend, coworker, whatever, that doesn't know Jesus, just write them down and begin praying for them by name. And the first time we ever did that, there were seven people in the group, and within the next two weeks, five of those seven people had successfully invited someone to church, because they were praying about them by name. I'm going to tell one other story. I, I regularly meet people at a, a local establishment and get into meaningful conversations. And I keep a little journal and I write their name down. And uh, if I learn more about them, uh, I begin to fill out more bullet points as, as the days wear on. And this book has several dozen people in it by now. And I was praying for these people by name, including on my prayer walks and a lot of other ways. Uh, and I've been doing it for years. And by late 2020, the owner of the establishment said, hey, man, you know so many people here now, and you're, like, you're one of our favorite customers. Would you think about starting like church here? And that was the word he used was church here. And so on Wednesday nights, that's what I do, 6 o'clock on Wednesday nights with all the people I've met and had been praying for by name. I've got about a little over 30 people on that list that I pray for by name, and a lot of, some of them have become Christians. Uh, and a lot of them already believed in God, trusted in Christ, just haven't been a part of church in 10, 20, some of them, 50 years. Pray. It's so simple. It's such a simple application point. Pray into the mission God wants for you. And I just think we don't. And so I have a very practical application for you. If the ushers have already handed them out, you've got a little prayer card before you. This is a Redeemer prayer card. We created for this event, but we'll probably have more widely available after this. I want you to write down one thing you heard today that you promised to pray for. That's it. That's the application today. It's that simple. I want you to say, I'm going to pray, and I want you to be so specific, especially if you keep a calendar, that you would write it in a calendar every Tuesday at 7.30 in the morning. I'm going to pray for this one 
thing. I just want you to pick one thing. I want you to write it on the card. I'm going to pray for this person, this organization. And to remind yourself, though I hate smartphones, take a picture of it with your smartphone. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to put it in those usher boxes on your way out. Um, this This is it. The truth is we just don't pray on our mission enough. And if we want God to use us, and actually to have a lot more fun, then we'll pray about specific mission things. There's a lot of good kinds of prayer. We need to still be praying for healing, and we need to pray for the sick. And uh, even last week, we talked about communing prayer with the Lord. Lots of good kinds of prayer. This is a very simple point. Pray for the mission of God, and pray for one thing. That's all I'm asking. And lest uh, I leave you in guilt, we never need to forget that anything that Jesus asks us to do, he does for us first. In John 17, he prays for all future believers that they too would know the heart of God. You were prayed for before you ever existed, before you ever knew God, and he invites you into the joy of doing that for others. Let me pray. Our Father, you're on mission to reconcile people to yourself through the person of Jesus by the power of the Spirit. And we just ask for that power that we would pray and we would find the power and the joy in it. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you can join us next week. God bless and have a great week.